Kwame Evans Jr., the highest-rated player of the Tommy Lloyd era, gets close to committing. We'll be talking about that. We're going to be talking some Arizona football, some realistic expectations. Let's get started here. Happy Tuesday. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Tucson, and thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Got a lot to get to this show. Well, we always got a lot to get to, but especially today because we've got we've got Kwame Evans Jr. announcing today whether he's going to become an Arizona Wildcat or not. So that's obviously going to be front and center. We're ob- then we're also going to be talking what to be looking for later today from Arizona Football Media Day. But a lot. Let's start with Kwame Evans Jr. and just to rehash. A lot of people know that this is a kid out of uh, out of Florida, top five player in his class, and easily the highest rated recruit of the Tommy Lloyd era, or the one that Tommy Lloyd would be bringing in. And another interesting recruitment right here, because he reached out to Arizona, not vice versa. Generally, when a uh, generally a top five kid. They pretty much decide who's going to recruit them, who isn't going to recruit them. This was a little bit different. Well, obviously, it was a lot different because Kwame Evans Jr., again, reached out to Arizona after it looked for the longest time that he was going to be an Oregon commit. Now, Arizona then gets a lot of the, uh, gets a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the run with him lately. A lot of crystal balls went in for Arizona, but... Then you started seeing a little bit of a shift in the national media perspective. People saying that Kwame Evans Jr. might be going to the uh, University of Oregon instead. So now we're kind of in this holding pattern. The great thing about recruiting is that we will know tomorrow where exactly Arizona does stand. But, or excuse me, we will know later today where Arizona stands. But the best thing about this, though, is that Arizona, either way, will be fine. If you get Kwame Evans, fantastic. You're bringing in a top five player to one of the teams that figures to be one of the best teams in the country. If you don't get Kwame Evans Jr., you're still going to be okay. Because you look at that front court where you've got Henry Visar, you've got Umar Ballo, you've got a Julius Tabellis, you've got a lot of different options that you can pack in right there. So either way, Arizona is going to be fine. I will say this. And recruiting is fickle, so anything can change. But the U of A coaches do like where they stand with Evans. Um, Again, I've never said that, you know, I was an insider. I just kind of call it the way I see it. People like Jason Shear, who were paid to know that stuff, think that Arizona right now is still in the driver's seat. So we'll certainly keep you abreast of that. We're going to know soon enough what exactly transpired, how exactly this recruitment played out. But there's no doubt about it that if Arizona can get Kwame Evans, then that is a big, big feather in the Tommy Lloyd cap. And it would just go to show you again that he understands the recruiting game more than uh, maybe some other people think because, again, it's not easy 
to just prioritize five or six kids. But at the same point, though, it also makes it a lot easier, though, because you're in Arizona. An Arizona offer means so much. And we've talked about this before. But with with the uh, when it comes to Arizona, this is a brand that stands on its own. It's going to be fine either way because it is Arizona basketball. This is something from the mid-80s that has been a national entity. It's not going anywhere. And either way, Arizona 23-24 is going to be one of the handful of best teams in the country. And if Kwame Evans is part of that, awesome. If he's not, cool. But either way, Arizona is going to be more than okay right there. And I think it also goes to show you, too, that Tommy Lloyd, this is, you know, recruiting is a little bit of a, recruiting is a little bit of a, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword to a certain extent in that you can, every, every recruit's different. So some, some recruits like to see a coach there every single game. Some recruits value the texting, the behind the scenes look more. Everybody's a little bit different. And I think Tommy Lloyd's trying to figure that one out as well. But again, we will keep you up to date on Kwame Evans right there. But that would obviously be a nice little cherry on top. Then you would be looking at Cody Williams out of Phoenix. He's another guy that Arizona has prioritized. We've talked about him as well. So again, we'll keep you all up to date there. All right, another big thing that's going on today is Arizona Football Local Media Day. Now, I put it out on Twitter quite a few times that I am incredibly excited for this new for this new uh, era of Arizona football, I think this is going to be a, I think this is going to be a much better team than people think that it's going to be. And quite frankly, that's because you've got a new quarterback in there. And I thought it would be kind of fun to go through and look at the possible, the possible statistical expectations for some of these teams out there and what Arizona fans could look at. Now, the first thing that you want to look at is that quarterback position. Jaden Delora comes in here. Everybody knows the deal by now. Washington State transfer was the freshman of the year last year. If you can bring him in and he can play the entire season, and Jed Fish, I give Jed Fish a ton of credit because Jed Fish said at Media Day, he said, oh, he will be our, he's going to be our starting quarterback. He's going to be getting all the reps. That's why you do these things. When I've never understood coaches who know a guy is going to be a starter, the guy's done everything possible to be that starter, and you're still going to make him split reps in camp. Don't do that. This is something where you go ahead and you make that guy the starting quarterback, and that's exactly what Arizona has done. So what can we expect from Jaden Delora? That's the question. And I've, I've gone over this a bunch of times, and I'm looking at my notes right now. I think this is a player who can get you 3,300 yards and 28 touchdowns, 10 picks. I know that's a super specific number right there, but I think that's about where we're at, something like that. And that would be the best statistical uh, performance that anybody's had probably here since Matt Scott. Now, I know you had the Khalil Tate run where, you know, for four years, it was absolutely, or excuse me, for four games, it was like, whoa, what are we looking at right here? But Delora is Delora is the best quarterback, at least the best overall quarterback you probably had here since Matt Scott. Heck, you might even want to go back to Nick Foles. That's 
that's that's the type of talent we're dealing with here. And what's going to help him out a ton is, and we haven't sugarcoated it here, I think the line will be okay, but I don't know that the offensive line is going to be anything to write home about. If you watch Delora at Washington State, the one thing that he can do is he can get rid of the football, and he can get rid of the football very quickly. This is, And that is something that you can't really put a premium on, mainly because if you can't if you get rid of the football you can do a lot of different things and it also goes to show you too that you get football cuz look at it last year Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer and especially and I don't want to lump them both in because I think Will Plummer was a much better quarterback than Gunnar Cruz but how many times did you watch games and you're like man this game this game just looks a little too fast for for Will Plummer that I don't think is going to be the issue with Jaden Delora at all. I think Jaden Delora is more than okay in that up-tempo offense, getting the ball, rid of the ball quickly. Gunnar Cruz was obviously nice kid, but you know, let's you know, let's be honest here. He was not a starting level power five quarterback, as every single pass either was a 40-yard heave out of bounds or a three-yard throw to a running back. There was essentially no real there was just no real chance taking there. And again, I'm not, and when I, and you look at Delora, I expect there to be turnovers. I mean, he, he's a guy that's going to take some chances for sure. And when he takes those chances, sometimes there will be turnovers, which I'm more than okay with as long as the payout is better than the, uh, the downside, which I think is going to be the case right here. So that's what I'm looking at for Delora. I think he can be, I don't know that he's going to be all conference because you look at some of the quarterbacks in this league, but I do think that he can be somewhere in that somewhere in that top three to four range, which when you're Arizona, you're going to take that every single day of the week because it's been a long time since you've had somebody that was like that, somebody that was consistently like that. Okay, so let's look at Jacob Cowing now. I think Jacob Cowling has a great chance to be the best quarter, or excuse me, to be the best player on this team. Um, everybody knows the stats. 1,400 yards last year at UTEP. I don't want to say, not necessarily a game breaker per se, but a guy that could just move the chains in a big way. And when you can move the chains in a big way, you can get open, you can hit the seam, you can hit the outs. That's where he really, really excels and i think arizona is going to see a lot of that this year um from a statistical standpoint i've gotten gone back and forth on this because you got to remember this is a very this is a loaded receiving class and you know that's something that we certainly have talked about before and so the numbers might not be as big for individuals as they will maybe across the board but i think it's also fair to put him somewhere around a thousand yards and eight or nine touchdowns. And as guys like this go, it always matters the most how you perform at the NFL Combine because if you put up those kind of numbers and you also run a 4-3-8, you're going to be a high pick. I don't know what kind of I don't know what kind of speed Jacob Cowing has, but I do expect a good year and I expect a year where he is going to be able to put himself on the NFL radar. And as you all know, once you put yourself on the NFL radar, they start looking at you. It's basically just up to you at that point to be able to, to be able to make that next step. 
And so that's kind of where we're at right there with Cowing. I do expect him to be the best receiver on the team. We're going to get to another one of those players there in just a second. But think about it this way. We're talking now about, as opposed to last year, we're talking about a team that last year at this point was, gosh, I don't know. Oh, you're hoping that receivers can stay healthy. You're hoping that the quarterback position can maintain you're hoping that somebody can emerge. You've got proven targets right now. You've got proven guys right now. And I think that's something that's exciting about this is that I don't have to just guess where Arizona is going to be. I know that you've already got Delora. You've already got Cowing. These are guys that have already proven themselves right here. So now let's get into that third guy right there. And that is Totora McMillan. Totora McMillan is... Our, the highest rated wide receiver to ever come to the U of A, at least in the modern ranking era, game, huge difference maker across the board. He's the guy that he could have gone pretty much anywhere he wanted. Six foot five, about 210 pounds, something like that. Arizona didn't look like they were going to get him for the longest time. It looked like he was going to be going to Oregon, but Arizona stuck with him. They stayed true to the process, and lo and behold, some things happened, and they were able to get T-Mac in here. Now, what kind of player is T-Mac? T-Mac's going to be not necessarily a beat-you-over-the-top guy, but just a guy that's going to be able to physically push you at the, uh, at the line of scrimmage right there. And so it's going to be very hard to jam him, and when he gets deep, you're going to be able to throw the ball up to him, and he's going to be able to make some plays. And that's basically what Arizona should be looking at right here. Can you, you've already got the guy in Jacob Cowing that can do the underneath stuff, that can also hit the seam. Who is the player then that, you know, when it's a third and seven and everything's bogged down and you can throw it up to the guy and you can basically count on him to be able to make a play or to at least be able to knock that ball down at the line of scrimmage. And that's going to be T-Mac. I don't know that Arizona's had a receiver quite like him since Jerron Kreiner, probably. Um, I think, you know, with Jerron Kreiner, it, um, I think he is a, probably the best comparison right there. And you know how much easier he made, uh, he made Nick Foles look. So there we go. That's where I'm going right there. And as far as a, as far as a statistical expectation, I am going to go something like 700 yards and I'm going to go five or six touchdowns. But that next year, you're really looking at something where you can emerge into an all-conference type guy and you're probably going to be on some All-American watch lists as well. That's where we're kind of at with TMAC right now. Now, one thing, though, that you don't have to guess on is LinkedIn. I don't have to really tell you about LinkedIn, which is kind of the ultimate you know, the ultimate thing when you think about it, because if you know about it, everybody knows about it. It is what it is. LinkedIn is the best place to go to look for jobs, to look for prospective clients across the board. That's where you want to be LinkedIn. It's been around forever. You don't really find anybody that has been like, you know, what's, uh, you know, what's, uh, what's LinkedIn. Everybody knows who LinkedIn, what LinkedIn is right there. So, 
again, keep uh, keep that there. Best place to hire. Over 60 million people have used it before. So, you know, if it's good enough for 60 million people, it should be good enough for almost pretty much anybody. It's tried and true. It's been around. Check it out. We'll be right back with you on the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, so here's what we've been doing. We've been going through statistical expectations for Arizona football players. And before that, we did a little bit of recruiting with Kwame Evans. Obviously, this is a big day today. We're going to know where Arizona, did, did Arizona get Evans? And at the same time, what comes out of media day? And I think that's, you know, this is an exciting day for Arizona football. This is an exciting day for Arizona basketball as well. Because either way, Arizona is going to be just fine. So let's now talk about statistical expectations for some of these Arizona football players. We've gone through Jaden Delora. We've gone through Jacob Cowan. We've gone through Tatora McMillan. Now, let's get to the defensive side of the ball a little bit. And one of the problems, I think, for Arizona football over the years has been they when Arizona's good, you've been able to get a pass rush. When Arizona isn't good, they haven't been able to get a pass rush. It's basically been the case. I mean, you look at Rich Rodriguez year. The best year he had was with Scooby Wright, where Scooby Wright went for, you know, 17 sacks. It was arguably the best defensive player in all of college football. When Arizona's had that, Arizona's been able to be very, very good. Um, I think Lamont Lovett put it very well the other day when he was talking with me, and he said, you know, if you can get hit that 30-sack plateau – you're generally going to be okay. And I think he's spot on on that. So where can these sacks come from? Now, we've talked about Keon Bars quite a bit. And Bars is on the defensive line. He's not a newcomer, so we're not going to go into the statistical expectations. But Bars is one of the better players on this entire roster. And so you got to figure that he's going to be able to get his share of sacks on the inside. Now, on the outside, Hunter Eccles was arguably the best defensive player in all of uh, camp last year, or in all of the uh, spring football. USC transfer, didn't put up a ton of numbers at USC, but again, that's USC. You're playing behind guys who are going to be in the NFL, all-conference. But he Hunter Eccles got here, and he flashed, and he flashed immediately. And all throughout camp, he was the best pass rusher. And I think what's incredibly encouraging, though, too, if you're an Arizona fan, is that he was able to take that over into the spring game. So when the lights were on, and again, you could be saying, well, as opposed to what? That's fair. But when the lights were on at the spring game, he was able to take it to that next level right there. And, you know, if you're Arizona, I think that's what you're pretty excited about right there. I'm looking for him to be a... I'm looking for him to do something like seven or eight sacks. I'm going to go out on a limb right there. Seven or eight sacks, maybe not all conference, but definitely an honorable mention guy. All right. One thing, too, that you need to know about is Built Bar. You look at these guys out here. These are some of the strongest players out there, and you do look at it, and you know that they are consuming Built Bar. Built Bar is where it's at. You always want to consume it, mainly because it tastes good. It's not chalky. It doesn't have any of that aftertaste, and it's good. Again, check it out. Built Bar. I like the blueberry muffin one. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. Tomorrow, we will be back with you Wednesday, breaking down a whole bunch of stuff here. 
Uh, everything that you want to know about Arizona football, Arizona basketball, it's going to be a big day. Um, again, lot to, lot to talk about, but I can't thank you all enough for hopping in here. We're going to be up pretty much every day now that Arizona football is here, so we're going to be consistently staying on here. Now, remember, if you want, this is the place you're going to want to be for everything from, you know, Arizona football, to Arizona basketball, to Arizona baseball. We'll be with you. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And you have been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke.